Hello everyone, welcome to Book Your Next Speaker, a podcast all about professional speakers from across the globe sharing their greatest learnings in their journeys of impacting thousands of lives through the power of their narrative. I am your host Anchal Junjunwala. I am a speaker, author and consultant on wealthy minimalism and my passion is to explore the power of narratives and make it go global. So in this show each week we discover the incredible stories of individuals who believed in the power of their voice and share their wisdom and expertise with the world. So ladies and gentlemen let's get started. Hello and welcome to Book Your Next Speaker a podcast show by Arthur Jhunjhunwala co-founder Wine Speakers Bureau. Every week I invite guests and speakers from across sectors and we dive deep into their journeys we understand the person behind photos and sizzle reels and one sheet and today i have with me an outlier marketer who met with an accident 14 years ago and that incident changed his life so ladies and gentlemen let's welcome praveen shekhar and hear his story from himself praveen welcome to the show hello thank you anchal it's a pleasure to be here Raveen I am curious how did this accident that happened 14 years ago changed your life completely that now you have branded yourself as an outlier marketer and you are dominating global stages Achal 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 I believe I'm a big believer now in second chances in the second chance that I got and the second chances that all of us have to go behind I've locked the stage ever since I was a kid right from when I was 5 6 years old school plays college oratorical competitions and the like but i was chasing the regular middle class dream of uh, building a family buying a house and working on until there was a freak accident in under construction office building my office building and i uh, tripped and fell down had uh, uh, multiple fractures in the spine and uh, hairline in the head which put me on bed rest for quite a long time and that makes you think that makes you value the life that you have and uh, every speaker every entrepreneur every corporate has an inflection point or several and that turned out to be one of my significant inflection points that uh, said hey this is another opportunity for me to live life and uh, that spark needs to spread and well i can say i was reborn as a marketer an evangelist to spread the fire of marketing and corporates and individuals because at the end of the day you and i are here we've been born to make positive change happen and that is what marketing is So why outlier marketing Praveen? Ah. Why outlier marketing? I come from a background of marketing research and decision making using data. And actually when you look at data, there will always be a cluster of data around and one or two points that are way off. And those points are called outliers. And in the field of entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship inside corporates, it is not the regular mass that comes up with innovation or new ideas. It is that outlier out there. and therefore when you are looking at marketing outlier marketing is a thought process how can i think act and be different and when you look at a corporate there is a desire that every ceo every leadership team has that we need to get the next level in we need to bring entrepreneurs in we need to have a lot more charge up where is that going to come from not by complying so here's my rule that i follow religiously in whatever i do in what i say is learn the rules 
master the rules, break the rules and make your own rules. And the last two are outlier marketers. I love that. I love that, Praveen. And I'm now curious that is your outlier marketing strategy for everyone or is it for classes and not masses? I'll give you a couple of examples. It is a thought process first. And therefore, what is marketing here, Anshal? It is, you call it B2C, you call it B2B. It is a human-to-human connection. I need to know you, like you, trust you, love you, and then sign that dotted line, right? Very simple. I put a sheet of paper in front of you. You may not see it. But what if I crumple and you come and take a seat and you find a crumpled sheet of paper in the middle of your desk? What will you do? You'll be curious. You will want to take it up and see how and why did somebody put a crumpled sheet of paper which will force you to open it and look at the message. So I have cut through the clutter and that kind of thinking is outlier marketing. And I'm going to give you a couple of uh, stories, if I may. One at the startup level and one at uh, a pretty huge uh, FMCG level. Now, a couple of uh, founder entrepreneurs approached me and said, Praveen, we've got a problem. We are engineers and we've set up a company. There is a stigma associated. We are bootstrapped. We don't have any funding but we need an awareness. Now, these two engineers in a South Indian town city called Madurai wanted to set up a toilet cleaning subscription service, a subscription service where the two engineers and their team will ensure that the toilets are cleaned in houses. And as with any typical entrepreneur, they wanted to own the world. But then I told them, you don't have much money. Nobody knows you. You don't have any brand recognition. And therefore, you need to press all these buttons without spending too much. And do you know what they did, Anshul? As outlier marketers, they thought, what is it that I have within me, around me? What is it that I can do? They wanted subscription. Where is the likelihood of getting a subscription in gated communities or large apartment complexes? So they went and approached one of this large apartment complex, which had about 450 houses, and told the president and secretary that, hey, give us 24 hours, and we will clean up all the toilets in your uh, apartments for free. This is our sample. I mean, who would say no? These Uh, The antecedents were verified. And what they did next is went to the local paper and said, we've thrown a challenge that in 24 hours, we will clean up 450 houses and all the toilets that they have, whether it is one, two or three BHK. So the local paper covered it. The biggies won't because they want money for advertising, but the locals were absolutely enthralled. So this is what they did. Hired a few day-wage laborers, taught them how to clean, bought the uh, cleaning equipment necessary. And out of 450 houses, they managed to clean 435. The rest were closed. In 24 hours, they cleaned 435 houses at an expense or an investment from their side of 7,300 rupees, approximately $120 was their investment. 80 houses signed up for subscription, annual subscription. Now, let me ask you one question, Anjil. Uh, You are a corporate. Uh, In your house, how often do you clean your toilet? I don't know. (laughs) You don't know. But if it is a corporate, they've got to clean every day, two or three times, multiple times. So out of the 80 households, 20 of them where CEOs and they said, why don't you come to my company? I would like to sign a subscription with you to clean my toilets. It didn't end there. The local press continued to cover because this is something, wow, something out of the ordinary. And uh, the local petrol bunk dealer called them saying, hey, we get complaints that our, uh, the toilets in the petrol bunks are unusable. Can I give you a contract for that? So one outlier marketing frugal trust got them 80 plus 20 plus recurring subscription, which got them enough mileage to take it out, and their target was 50 subscriptions. They crossed 100 and beyond due to a one-day, you can call it a stunt, I call it an outlier marketing thought, action, being. So that's on the startup front. Do you know what Unilever did in Bihar? Their messages weren't going through. This is in the rural part of Bihar. When there's 
at least 15 years ago, Archil, power cuts were there, which means uh, there was a communal TV that used to run on Saturdays and Sundays for a couple of hours uh, every um, uh, weekend. The posters didn't seem to work. Flyers were not flying. So they had to come up with something to get that message across. And they used alternative thought process of mixing different insights. What do the men do in the evening? They sit around um, under a big tree, uh, smoke and talk. What do the women do? They either go to the village temple or the pond and sit, fill up water and talk out there. All of them were hungry for entertainment. They were hungry for being together at the end of the day. The feature phone penetration was quite high. So every person at least had one feature phone in hand, not the smartphone, but the basic Nokia or whatever feature phone. So they mixed all these insights together. And this is classic outlier marketing thinking. They want entertainment. There is not enough power cut. What can I do for them using what they have, which is a mobile phone? So Unilever started a radio station called Khan Khajura Taste. So Khan Khajura is that earworm that comes through. And all they said, put up posters and said, give a missed call to this number and we will call you back. And for 17 minutes, you'll get free entertainment, which is movie songs, jokes. And in the middle of all that, Unilever ads were going through. So outlier marketer, the regular marketer will talk about uh, a product market fit, very popular. An outlier market will talk about a market product fit. For the market, you develop a product or a solution. So these are two examples. One, a several thousand crore company, and the other end, you have a startup, a bootstrap startup. So Anchal, these two stories are proof enough of outlier marketing as a thought process, which is what I evangelize across corporates that you need rebels, you need pirates inside. And I have made it a point to identify them and train them so that your uh, corporate uh, company will never be short of innovation and new ideas executed. I love that. And I love those examples, Praveen. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I'm sure the listeners are just rolling over the floor laughing because really these are some amazing examples and they just instantly bring a smile to your face that they are so innovative. They are outlier marketing in the true sense. Now, um, Praveen, I want to know that when you say that outlier marketing is a thought process, so when you go to corporates to deliver these keynotes, who is the right audience? Is it the marketing department? Is it the leaders? Who is it for? There are three segments inside corporates. For small to medium size, it's generally the CEOs and CXOs. For mid-sized corporations, the second level comes in. And for very large corporations, they want to identify these rebels who are in for three to four years. And it is not just that, it is internal visibility. What can I do for visibility? How can I uh, have the freedom of coming up with these wacky ideas, which is what I train the leaders for? How to come up, how to communicate those ideas, how to build that trust so that even if I am a, I don't know you, Archel, but I have enough body of work. Now, I take sessions for CEOs to come up with their own books because that's a significant thought leadership. I've published eight books. I've got five more coming in. So these are the various aspects that you think of where you turn things around. And for the operational team, for example, where there is a constant battle running between marketing, sales, and operations as to, hey, you did that, you did this, every person in the company is a marketer. So for the operation persons, I go ahead and take sell without selling. You're already the closest with the clients. So how much more can you talk about upsell and cross-sell without using marketing jargon? And this is exactly what I bring through can be bring about a thought process, can we bring about this transformation across the rank and file so that there is an alignment that you are a marketer, I'm a marketer, we're working towards the same goal. We just bring in different expertise areas. How do we merge it together? By creating, collating, and collaborating. 
Awesome. Uh, thanks, Praveen, for sharing that. And now I'm curious to know that what is the end result? Okay, you must have definitely worked with so many corporates, and I know you have. We've had this conversation. So tell me, if a corporate, okay, is now moving on from traditional marketing to outlier marketing, what's the future that you see for these companies? What's the future like in terms of finances? in terms of the work culture, in terms of uh, delivering the product, in terms of creating the brand image. So what's the future that you see for these corporates who tend to now move from traditional marketing to outlier marketing? ROI, a return on investment for every aspect that you take. Because you ask any company, 90, 95%, the answer is, hey, it's a gray area. How can we measure that? We are doing it. That is brand awareness. I'm a practicing entrepreneur and professional speaker, Anshul, and that is a significant difference. I run two companies, I'm an active angel investor, and therefore that brings in all the difference that, hey, there's got to be an ROI. You're doing something, the ROI can be in return and building your tribe in getting that necessary brand awareness converted back into sales. And if that ROI is missing, you are missing something really big. In your quest to grow your top line, you're losing track of the numbers, and that will come and bite your bottom line at some point. And that is the key message that I talk about, whether it is to an operational leader, whether it is to a marketer or the leadership team, first level and the second level that has to get ready. And more importantly, the biggest complaint that I get from corporates is my next level is not ready. It's because you are not ready and you are not investing in the right kind of people, especially with the necessary training. The second level needs to be a marketer, needs to be a financial analyst, needs to be given the freedom to go ahead and take risk. And that is the transformation that outlier marketing will bring about, Anshal. It's not just the thought process, it's intent, executed, measured, tweaked, and again, back to intent. Amazing. So, Praveen, when you're talking about outlier marketing, and now we've got a little bit of idea for who is this for. So, I know that you've done a lot of work with the health industry, right? And there's a lot of misconception that, oh, health industry, if the products are amazing, if they are authentic, then why does a health industry company want to market itself? So talk to me a little bit about how you are doing this magic within the health industry. Moving away from statistic and looking more at person, less of a persona, more of a person. Now, Archer, let us take the case of a nutraceutical company or a pharma company getting into the nutraceutical space. They need to understand who are these buyers, why are those buyers? Now, one aspect is market research, but the second key aspect is micro-marketing. The age of mass marketing is slowly giving way to the rise of smaller micro-markets. Each micro-market is a microcosm in itself. And that is one key learning for pharma and neutra companies that in these micro-clusters, when built up, become a mass market. So all plans, all experiments, all concept tests, dipsticks have to be done at this micro-marketing level, whereby you also build up a base of super fans and super promoters. I would not say Gone are the days when it's just doctor prescriptions that is still very valid, but it is also the super promoter and the word of mouth of a user. That is absolutely important. And when you look at micro marketer, it is not just a customer. It is the buyer, it is the user, the influencer, the decision maker, and the nudger. So all these factors come in, especially when you look at pharma and neutra and all the newer molecules and newer aspects that are coming in, which needs education, evangelism, a whole lot of excitement and energy which stems from the user as well. So far, the user recommendation has not been optimized. And that is something that we will need to focus on. May I 
indulge you in another story. This is a story told to me by Ryan Bogelar, and uh, with his permission, I've also rewritten the screenplay and put it in uh, one of my books called Devil Does Care. There was a sales analyst sitting in London looking into his numbers, Arjun, and he could not make sense. So he goes back the previous quarter, he goes back the, the, the same period uh, uh, last year, and he finds out that one particular district in the United Kingdom has had consistently higher sales. So as a decent analyst, he takes it to his boss, the sales head, who takes it to the inside set, who takes it to the management. And uh, they are uh, pleasantly surprised because there was no any significant increase in the marketing spend for that district. So they did the next possible thing, observational research. They go to that particular one of the shops in the district and observe, and they find a middle-aged lady coming in, bringing along uh, a near-term pregnant uh, friend and a bunch of them, go straight to an aisle, pick up a Maxi Cozy baby seat, in uh, Europe and uh, US and most parts of Asia, you need to have a baby seat if there's a baby being transported in the car. So they take the Maxi Cozy baby seat, put it in the uh, trolley, take it to the till, and then she takes them back. And this was not a one-off. This was not a one-off. They observed a few other uh, ladies do the same thing. So they took it one step further and went and interviewed these uh, moms. And one of them said, when I was having my first child, I was gifted a Maxi Cozy and uh, this baby car seat adapted to whichever car I had. My kid was safe and that made me feel a whole lot more secure transporting the kid. And that feeling, I wanted to give it to all my friends who are having their baby showers. And the mom went on to say that until their kids outgrew, they were only buying and using Maxi Cozy. And her and the likes of her are called super promoters of the brand. They are not doing this for uh, a rebate, a discount, a voucher. They love the product. They like it so much that they are becoming super fans in that region. For a nutraceutical pharma company, who are your super fans? And there are multiple super fans. You need to have the doctor in play. You need to have the pharmacist, but you also need to have the users talking about, I love this product. You've got to use this product. It could be as simple as multivitamins, or it could be slightly more in terms of which uh, uh, lens or which formulation to use. So this is a significant concept that the pharma nutra companies have to catch on to how to identify super fans, what are these seven stages? And that is something I'm uh, looking, my next book is coming out, which is Sell Without Selling, how to build brand devotion. And how you build brand devotion is first identifying these people and focusing on your super fans who just need, they love your product, they only need acknowledgement. Absolutely. I love what you're sharing, Praveen. I just love the stories because really these are true examples of outlier marketing. But now I'm going to ask the outlier marketer What's the best outlier quality that you have, Praveen? And you love that about yourself. I live life. I love surrounding myself with positive people. They are critical, but they are positive. And it is the tribe that builds every outlier and every marketer. So I am very fortunate, Anjil, to have the right mentors at every right stage and the right tribe. My Professional Speakers Association of India is my speaking tribe. I've got an entrepreneur tribe. Uh, I've got a mentor tribe. I've got uh, masterminds, Anjil. So I seek out various sources of stimuli and creative people because I belong to the Leonardo da Vinci School of Marketing. Would you like to know what that school is? Absolutely. I'm curious. Leonardo da Vinci. How would you describe him, Anshal? What is he? Yes, I think outlier. Yes, he was an outlier. <laughs> he was a painter. He was a sculptor. He was an architect. He was an engineer. You uh, look at whichever aspect. He wanted to explore various parts. So when faced with a solution, he could pick the right elements from each of these and solve. As a marketer, as an outlier marketer, there's only one purpose. We are here to make positive change happen and solve 
our client's issue. And the only way to do that is you have multiple sources of stimuli, multiple perception points. So for that solution, you know exactly which one to pick, not just the solution, not just the experiences, but also the right people to come about to bring a solution. Remember, it is a market product fit, a market solution fit, and always the market first. And that is something that uh, I pride myself on bringing over. And I'm absolutely shameless in telling it because this is an absolutely necessary skill. Yes, absolutely. If you have an amazing product, but it's not market fit, it's really of no use, right? So thank you so much, Praveen, for sharing these amazing stories and telling us about your journey and what value you bring to the table when it comes to corporates and how they can utilize these outlier marketing skills to take their businesses to the next level. But I'm not going to let you go without having a bit of fun. Yes. And that is a rapid fire round, okay? So Praveen, I am going to ask you a few questions. And as the name suggests, the answers are going to be rapid. And yes, fiery if you could. Yes. Fire away. (laughs) Yes. So my first question to you is, what's the one thing that Praveen Shekhar cannot live without? At the moment, it's my mustache. I love that. I love that. The second question that I have is, what are the three guilty pleasures that you have? Chocolate, travel, photography. Okay, that brings me to my next question. What's your favorite holiday destination, Praveen? Venice. 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 I've been there across all her seasons. And I love her even more. Close second (laughs) is is Himalayas. I've done five high-altitude treks, and I love the Himalayas. Wow, I love that. All right. So my one last question to you, Praveen, before we close this interview is if you were to say one lesser known fact about you, what would that be? A lesser known fact about is I bite a whole lot more than what I can chew. (laughs) (laughs) I know that. I can feel that. Yes, absolutely. I think it's just your energy that that you just want to share. Yes. With the world, which makes you do that, right? Am I correct? Absolutely. What is there without energy? And Anchal, in this world that we are living in currently, I need to over-energize so that it goes through the camera over to where my corporate clients are sitting because it's a transfer of energy that is going to charge everybody up. All right. Yes. Thank you so much, Praveen. I loved having this conversation with you. And yes, um, before we close this, Okay. Give me one word. How you're feeling right now? Excited. <laughs> I was expecting that. <laughs> was not expecting anything less than this word. So thank you so much, Praveen, for being with us on this show. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Lovely chat. All right. And thank you so much, listeners, for tuning in today. If you haven't already, please subscribe to book your next speaker, this podcast show by me, Archal Jhunjhunwala, where I dive deep into these amazing speakers' lives. I dig deep into their journeys and we unmask the person behind those sizzle reels and those one sheets. So see you all next week with another speaker with amazing journeys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Book Your Next Speaker with my esteemed guest. If you enjoyed this conversation, please share this with someone who you think would benefit from the ideas, insights shared on this episode. And also, if you can take a screenshot of this episode and share it on Instagram, 
but don't forget to tag me i am at archal underscore the wealthy minimalist on instagram and share the biggest takeaways from this episode and don't forget to tag wine.studio and wine.speakers bureau handles on instagram i would really appreciate if you could leave your review for the episode on apple podcast spotify wherever you're listening to this episode this will help us to reach out to new listeners for this show now make sure you have hit that subscribe button but most importantly thank you so much for tuning in into this show and i will see you in the next episode goodbye till we meet again make sure that you are believing in the power of your narrative